I just wanted to say thank you to everybody that responded to the talk I gave on Saturday. For some reason, the talk on Saturday resonated with lots of folk. Um, obviously, the idea of, uh, of the parallel between uh, the parts of ourselves that we uh, emotionally and um, intellectually don't want to look at have a parallel with our reluctance to look at our faces and our bodies, the naked ones, I mean. <laughs> Obviously resonated with a lot of people. So I think it's probably worthwhile practicing every now and again. Have a close look in the mirror, if you can. And imagine, think about who's, who's, who, 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 who you're looking at. What are you looking at? Who's looking? What's looking? And um, as well, remember that uh, this practice is so full of paradox, but one of the paradoxes is that when you look in the mirror, that is the only face that looks like that. I, I don't know how, what's the world population now? Two billion or something? You've got a unique face with two billion people. That's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I did that. That's the kind of, uh, yeah, that's a paradox there as well as because we're all unique, none of us are unique. That's, that's the other parallel, the other paradox, I mean. Um, yeah. What does that feel like, I wonder, if you know that you're both unique and completely ordinary? Does that feel okay? Or would you like to just be really unique? What do you think? My sense is being ordinary and being normal is the best. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So I just wanted to talk about those things tonight. The paradox. Um, 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 of being human. And particularly in this time when um, <clears throat> I think all of us, to some to some degree or other, have a, a resistance to the situation that we're in now. Um, but this is the reality of the situation, and the Buddha called um, impermanence one of the three distinguishing marks of our existence. It's a it's a, a an incontrovertible fact of life is impermanence. But um, I think, along with most of us, I resist it strongly. Uh, we think if only we did this or we did that or we did the other, we'd somehow achieve a kind of secure, dependable, controllable life. Um, and, and it doesn't happen. You know, we're not in charge. Um, and particularly, I mean, it's difficult enough to be in charge of, with, of yourself, of your own changes, of the things that happen to you. But when you come, when you come, be in charge of control of what's happening externally in a big way, in a powerful way, like this situation now. It's, it's, it's disturbing, it can be distressing. But that's the reality. And it really brings up these questions for me. Um, what are the questions? I've written them down somewhere. Okay. How would it feel if you knew, if you really knew that you'll never ever get it all together? 
you'll never completely finally get it together. I would suggest that's 99% likelihood for most of us. How does that feel to know that? that you'll never completely get it together. And even if you did temporarily get it together, it will pass. And chaos will reign again, or upset, or joy, or whatever. Uh, the second, do you think that you, do you feel that you have the capacity or the vehicle or the, or whatever to befriend impermanence and unpredictability? Do you think? What do you think? Can you become more comfortable, easier with instability and change that we're all, you know, this situation we're in now really personifies instability and change. Can you be at ease with that? And then my final question is, I'd love to hear your answers, but if anybody wants to, to answer any of these questions, what particular potential outcome of your life do you particularly fear? What particular potential outcome do you really fear? What is it that you really that you're insuring yourself against? You kind of bullock up so that you don't uh, you feel safe. What would what would be what would that be? What would that potential fear be? If it's death, I'm sorry, you've got no chance. <laughs> but uh, maybe there are other things. Anybody, anybody brave enough to punt an answer? Or what? What do you most fear as an outcome of Yeah? Um, I'm thinking of the second thing that you said. Okay. Um, Who, by the way, I can't see you. Lynn. Who? Lynn. Uh, where are you, Lynn? can't see you. Where have you gone? Uh, <laughs> I am here. I know you're there, but I can't find you on the screen. Where you can, can you hear me, though? Can you hear me? Go for it, yeah, go. Okay. okay yeah. I'm thinking of the second thing you said. Um, if, you just, if you'd have told me 10 years ago that I'm, 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 there's no chance of me ever getting it fully together in this lifetime, I think I'd have been devastated. But you're asking me it tonight, and I'm starting to think that I'm okay with not being okay more, more okay. of the time. I'm okay that it's, it's not always okay. It's usually not okay at the moment, but I'm okay with that. What brought about the change? Um, it's a lot of the lockdown, a lot of um, personal stuff, family stuff. Um, a feeling that I, I totally... I've had to really let go because I can't, um, I'm just so much aware now that I can't control anything. Okay. And it's easier if I try, it's hard to let go, but it's so much easier when I do. 
Um, Thank you. <laughs> you're very welcome. You joined the club that we're all in. Most of us don't know we're in the club yet, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you. I still never found you. I don't know where you are. Are you sure you, you're not? You, are you? Are you? Have you got your video off? No, it's off. It's off, and I can hear you. Um, but I just, I can see you. I can see you. Oh, hang on a minute. Sorry, Lucius. Can you see you now? No. Oh, yes. Oh, there you are. I'm back in the room. Can you see me, Lucius? You're manifesting unpredictability. I'm arrived. Okay, thank you. I thought I was me. Anyone else? Anybody? Anybody want to punt? To be brave enough to punt what it is they most fear as an outcome. Yeah, I will. I'm happy to. Okay. This is uh, Shinro. I'm, I'm very happy to tell you something. I've got absolutely no control over is what I most fear, and that's um, that's my father dying before my mother. Okay. And and it also brings up this thing about impermanence you're asking about. Again, I kind of I, I'm. I'm okay with it because I can't do anything about it. But I'm not okay with it because it, it just brings up really, really difficult things. You know, um, when you see somebody falling apart and you see, um, you see their mind going, it's, you know, you can't do anything about it. But it's, it's really hard to take. I'm completely with you, Tony. I think being a witness without any power is the most difficult situation. Mm. A witness is somebody suffering, I mean, without any power. Yeah. 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 It's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I came as. My father dying before my mother, and then, you know, he has no time without having to deal with this problem. Mm. Thank you, Tony. I really appreciate you sharing that with us. Thank you. Thank you. Joe, are you going to say something? Hi, Roshi. Yeah, it was, but it was, um, it was to your first question, I think, about getting things together. Yeah. I mean, I've always um, kind of seen my life as a bit like a jigsaw puzzle. I'm thinking one day um, all of the pieces will fall into place mm. and they will stay in place. That's yeah. kind of what I used to think. But, you know, because of impermanence, that's, that's definitely not going to happen, is it? No. No, no. You could go for a tapestry. That's easier than a jigsaw. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Like a mosaic. Threads could move around, yeah. You have different yeah. colors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the back and the front. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Thank you. Well, I'll tell you mine, I'll be brave, boredom. <laughs> I'm really fearful of boredom. That's my fear. Why boredom, Roshi? Pardon? Why, why boredom? Why does that scare you? Because I like to have function and purpose. My life, it, because boredom brings on a kind of incipient nihilism that I struggled with. What about you? I honestly don't know right now. Something to think about anyway. 
here you don't know. Sorry, Alistair, I didn't mean to. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it. You put me on the spot. Sometimes it needs to happen. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I don't have an answer for you right now. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Should I give you a break and move on? Oh, uh, okay, Keith. Yeah, but my, just, just, my, mine's always been uh, homelessness. You know, oh, not to have a roof over my head. But the odd thing is, it's always worked out. You know, I'm 60 in August, and you know, it's <laughs> all my life I've been okay. You know, so I don't know why the hell I hang on to that concern and worry, because it's it's never materialised. It's an odd one. I, I did sometimes think of you as possibly being a bag man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think for me it's failure. Failure. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I don't even know what what that means. If I mean you know failure as a human being, failure with you know how I feel about things, but failure is a big, yeah. the, the big thing for me. Can can I, can I ask you? Would personally feeling a failure rather than being seen as a failure by other people be stronger? Feeling being a failure, yeah. Personally feeling a failure, would that be? Yeah. 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 Okay, thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Hi, Roshi. Um, hello? Oh, hi, Lorena. Hi. Um, for me, it's, well, it's always been like losing my mind and other people gaining control over me. So not being able to, you know, to manage my life. Yeah, yeah, that would be really scary, wouldn't it? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. <clears throat> Roshi, for me, one of my root fears is, is shame, being shamed. Yeah, yeah, the worst. I'm with you on that one. Oof. Yeah, that's a that's an old one, and uh, it still stabs me. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I know that feeling in the stomach of shame. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you. <clears throat> Sarah, for me, it's not being able to do things. Kind of a feeling of uselessness. Uselessness. Um, that, was the, that was the first thing that kind of came up when you said it. And I think that's partly because today's been a difficult day. The heat's made it really hard to breathe and I felt like a ragdoll. And it wasn't that so much. It was just that sense of not being able to do the things that I want to do and have the kind of independence that I want to have. Mm. But I think it's not just today. I think that would be kind of the burning thread of kind of liking to have a purpose and a function. Yeah. So you mean in terms of useless, not useful, not useful to other people with that? Yeah, or even to myself, just kind of that sense of. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Well, this 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 ambiguity and resistance to you know being a human being of oh, having to. To embrace change when we're scared of it. Um, of course, one of the reasons that we all start practice, I think, certainly I started practice, is this idea that we can, um, that somehow there's this vision of enlightenment in which we'll escape from our, um, 
from our limitations and our contractions and uh, and from change uh, and you know my my sense would won't leap I would uh, enter this kind of infinite timeless uh, unborn place and of course you know it, it comes as a rude shock <laughs> that is never gonna happen it's a part of our practice I think to, you know when we come to terms with that was when we really start to practice when we lose that romantic kind of ideal of um, but I want to ask you another question. I don't think it's impermanence itself that causes us upset or suffering. What do you, or, or, or what, what do you think it is? Resistance to impermanence. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, the resistance to the fundamental uncertainty of our of our situation, you know, as a human being, it's fundamentally uncertain, and that's really hard to embrace. And I, I mean, and that comes out of impermanence, and of course, um, it causes us often to not be happy, not necessarily to suffer, but not to be happy. Yeah. Rashi. Yeah, for me, it's it's not so much impermanence; it's the lack of control. Well, that's so, still the same thing. Well, I, I, I can deal with change if I'm in control. <laughs> <laughs> that's a wonderful double thing. <laughs> well, that's what we all like. Yeah, I agree with you. Very nice. <laughs> yeah well let me ask you I'm asking lots of questions now but did, did, you, did you ever have a dream that one day you'd reach a place where you were constantly okay don't mean wonderfully happy or you know but were you, you know did you, did you think that you might reach a place where you'd be constantly okay yeah and uh, is anybody amongst our illustrious People ever found that? What's the longest you've been okay? Today? Did you manage a couple of hours? <laughs> I'm teasing you, sorry. <laughs> I just, I'm going to finish now, sorry. I just wanted to say, I've said it before, but, um, you know, Perhaps, certainly for me anyway, the root, the root, the root source or the, 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 the inspiration to be in practice is this idea of freedom, you know, that I would be free um, of whatever it was that I felt constricted by or limited by. And um, if you have the idea of freedom, what does that also imply? That we're not free now. So we're not free, exactly. So as soon as you posit the idea of freedom, you're also positing the idea of not being free. Yeah, you see that? That happens. As soon as you start to feel you're not free, then you come up with the idea of freedom. But if you didn't have that in the first place, And the, 
the final paradox of this teaching is that uh, the teachings arise from a view of limitation and suffering. And then they end finally with this idea of the limitless that also paradoxically includes being limited. So just to go back to the whole beginning of the talk, when you looked in the mirror or when you're looking in the mirror and you see all your own imperfections as I think most of us do, that is the perfection of imperfection. You manifest the perfection of imperfection. And that, if we can embrace that, then we can give, all give ourselves a break and other people as well, which, uh, which we all need at the moment. <laughs> I've finished. Thank you. Thank you.